0: I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited about another episode of our podcast today. I'm joined by Coach Logan Simmons. He's currently the wide receiver coach at Lampasas High School in Lampasas, Texas. Also, a previous guest on the podcast from uh, April 2019. So, almost two years ago. He's married to Sarah. They have a daughter, Crosby, but more than that, just an incredible man of God, a passion for using this platform of coaching. To shine the light of Jesus, so I'm so excited for y'all to hear from Logan. So let's jump right into it. So thanks for joining me today, Logan. And I appreciate you having me back on. I'm excited. You bet. You're you're one of uh, a very small group that's been invited back the second time. So you know I I'm think on. it's an honor. And um, you know before we start, I will tell this. I've told many people that when they ask how the podcast got started, I think you and I connected on Twitter, but um, I remember when we got done, you texted me, I don't know, four or five names to that you recommend I an interview. And it was after that that it at least among the Texas high school football coaches, that it um that it really took off. So I, I do give you, you know, quite a bit of credit for the podcast still going because I looked up your episode, I think 68 or 69. It was April 2019, and you know, we're in the 160s now, so over a You know, close to 100 episodes ago. So welcome back. Thank you. So, you know, just for those that may be newer to the podcast that haven't been listening for two years, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, a little bit about where you grew up, your family growing up, and then your family today.
1: Yeah, obviously, man, I've grown a lot since then. Uh, You know, kind of last time was uh, when I was the offensive coordinator at McGregor, kind of during a time of uncertainty. So I'm definitely had to grow up a little bit since then. Um, but no, I'm from, from the Temple area here in Temple, Texas, Central Texas, uh, in between Austin and Waco. Went to high school at a small, small school uh, called Little River Academy. Uh, from there, I went to Texas State and graduated and then got in the, got in the coaching realm. Uh, married my wife. We went to the same, same high school. She's two years younger than me, uh, Sarah. <clears throat> since the uh, Last podcast we added Crosby, who just turned a year old a few weeks ago, and then obviously as me and you talked about, we got uh, twins on the way, so it's fixing to get real crazy. But that's kind of kind of our family today, and keeps on growing, I guess.
0: That's awesome, man! You're going from uh, two on one to being outnumbered, and I can tell you, as a parent of, of three and with twins, that it's exciting. But you, you know, some days are a bit crazy, but um, it's definitely a fun journey. So let's talk about, uh, your faith for a minute and then we'll kind of jump into your coaching journey. So you, you mentioned growing up in a, you know, in the temple area, going to small school, did you grow up in a family of faith? And then at what point did, did you make that personal decision that, that you need a relationship with Jesus? It's not someone else's faith or whatever that, you know, you made it yours. Yeah,
1: I, I did. Uh, my grandparents, uh, specifically really my granddad, uh, they're both really involved in their church. Uh, my granddad's an ordained minister. Um, he kind of got me into, um, i have now an ordained minister as well. Um, so that's cool. But he uh, was a big leader in his church, has preached before, done things like that. So he's kind of been that godly example um, that I've seen. You know, my mom did a great job. Uh, when I was growing up, getting us to church, uh, you know, I grew up in a single parent household. So uh, my granddad was kind of my father figure and getting to see the kind of man he was. Um, I knew from a from a real young age that um, I needed him. But, it, you know, it hasn't been perfect. You know, I kind of equate my journey uh, kind of like climbing a mountain. You know, every step you take, you get closer and closer and closer but you gotta go to, go down some valleys to get there. You know, you'll go down some wrong paths or, or get off course. Um, obviously too, had my share of struggles. Um, not, not sure, we talked about this, but previously before Sarah, I have been married before. Got married when I was 19, almost 20. Um, obviously not married anymore, went through divorce, married for about a year. Um, and I really struggled with that, um, just from my belief system, you know, growing up in a family of faith and, and my beliefs, I grew up, you know, marriage is sacred, you know, you're married once. Um, so because of that, you know, I struggled a little, a little bit and then struggled with, uh, God's view of me just because of my beliefs. Um, because of that, I struggled with a lot of anger and coldness, uh, for a while. Um, but again, like I said, it's a mountain and, and kind of a scripture that I, see to go with that is Romans 7, 14 and 15, where, you know, it talks about I'm human, um, a slave to sin. Like I want to do what's right, but it doesn't always happen. Um, so that's kind of been my journey. It's just got to keep taking that extra step and going from there.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Cause yeah, I don't, um, I don't think he'd shared that part with me and I just, I, I love the, the, the transparency, um, of sharing that story, because that's a story that I'm sure still, you know, can bring back some mixed emotions and, and memories and doubts. And so to to share that is is incredible. And then to tie it back to scripture is, is, is quite amazing. And I, I think, you know, you mentioned being an ordate, you yourself, ordained minister. I think that happened after last time you were on. So, you yeah. know, kind of what led to that? You know, why why did you feel like you know god was leading you there
1: i think a lot of it was uh just so i could grow deeper you know just to go through we had a my family used to own a drug and alcohol rehab center um and they used to work with um you know counseling and things like that um all the addicts and just seeing that and then um we had a guy that had his own counseling service that that worked with us and um just kind of reached out to him, uh, through my granddad and just knew that I wanted to grow myself, uh, personally. And that was kind of one step that I felt like, felt like I wanted to take just to, again, grow closer. And I use the word credibility, not so much credibility, but more credibility for myself of, uh, again, just learning beyond what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, I think that's pretty cool. Um, as we transition and talk about you, you know, feeling called into the, to the career of coaching, because, you know, everybody says, not everybody, a lot of people say, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of people in the last couple of months, you know, coaching is a ministry, you know, so I think coupling that um, with taking that step within your faith is, is, is pretty awesome. Um, And so, you know, I I think you're right. I don't, you know, I, I also think of the word credibility but I, I think, too, there is some credibility. When you start talking about your faith to some of your student athletes, um, and then it, they find out that you're also a minister, I, th- I think that does bring some credibility because those student athletes, at some point, whether it's while they're on your team and you're coaching them or five years from now, they're going to hit a hard spot. They're going to go through a storm. And, and I know without a doubt that they're going to call you. Right. And so, because, you know, so yeah. I do, I, I like that. Um, it does give that credibility. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. So let's talk about coaching. I mean, what, why, why coaching, you know, when did you feel like, cause I believe just like God calls pastors, I, I, I truly believe that God um, calls coaches That coaching is truly a, a calling. So at what point did you feel that call?
1: Uh, Really, really in high school was kind of the first time I started getting thoughts about it. Um, Obviously, there was times I struggled with careers that can make more money or or have less Mm -hmm. time. And uh, I've changed a few times uh, going through school, you know, going back and forth between that and uh, going to law school, being an attorney, Uh, actually got into law school, tried to go that route. And, you know, I was like I said, it's a calling. I just felt, man, this is what I really want to do. You know, tragically, there's a lot of you know, single parent households, fatherless households, um, kind of like myself, you know, because I grew up in a fatherless household. And, um, so I wanted to be that father figure for these kids, um, kids that I come across with someone that they can, can trust and lean on and, and mold the next generation of young men. Uh, cause that's something that's really lacking nowadays. Um, you know, I've dealt, worked a lot of FCA camps during the summers and, and just seeing how God could use me in that way. And, uh, getting to build the relationships with kids man the relationships is a big part um you know of course I love the sports I love football but uh you know you can't beat the relationships that they're going to take you through life um I kind of when I got to college kind of job shadowed at a couple high schools during that time really just trying to trying to get experience trying to network and again enjoy being around it um I worked at uh, with the equipment equipment staff at Texas State, and then transitioned into a volunteer assistant, student assistant coach there, working their receivers for a year. And then uh, from there, I graduated, took a job, my first full-time job at Hillsborough High School in Hillsborough, Texas, right north of Waco, um, where I was a special teams coordinator, receivers coach, uh, head powerlifting coach, and coach track. Uh, from there, I took a job at a 5A school down in Corpus Christi at Flyer Bluff High School. Uh, where i coached receivers there um and then from there is when i took when we connected is when i took the offensive coordinator job mcgregor uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: just west of waco um and definitely enjoyed that time there uh, i was a head girls track coach as well and then uh again was just the things that happened there i it was time for me to move on and uh found my way to Lampasas, where i've been for the last two years so
0: that's awesome. So talk about the transition of Lampasas because, you know, I think it's closer to home, closer to family, but also, um, you know, getting to coach with one of your best friends, right? You yeah. Know, so, so talk about, just talk about that. And then kind of the, the culture that y'all built there in Lampasas among the football team.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, Lampasas is a real special place to me. Um, uh, you know and, and to Tanner obviously as well uh, we had a mutual buddy that we grew up with that um, my mom actually went and uncle actually went to land Um and my mom's best friend from high school uh, had one of my best friends growing up was her son and he passed away five 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 and a half years ago uh, from cystic fibrosis uh, so me and Tanner McClain grew up together um, with him and it's just kind of when this uh, whole stuff happened with McGregor, you know, and I, I was kind of looking to go, Land had a spot, and we knew we wanted to stay around the area, you know, stay around close to home. And and it's kind of funny because, you know, I was uh, Coach Claims over there at Burnett, which is right down the road, rivals with Lampasses, And so he's kind of at the events with him and, and kind of got me talking uh, with Coach Rogers here and decided to make the trip on over here and then, two to three weeks after I took the job, he decided to come on over too. And uh, so it's been really awesome getting to work with him. You know, not many people can say they get to work with their best friend every day. Um, and it was something that we've, that we've talked about since as long as we remember. So the fact they it got to happen and it got to happen so early has is, is been awesome.
0: That is awesome. I love it. Um, it is. It's, it's special to be able to do what you love with people that you love, right? Um, yeah, no doubt. That's good. So, you know, over the last almost year, um, you know, we've been in this COVID, you know, pandemic. So, talk about how it impacted y'all as as coaches. um, You go from school spring break to you know your shutdown for what we think is going to be a week or two to you know it lasts through the school year. So, talk about how you stay connected. Number one, your staff you know, as a staff, and then, you know, with the team?
1: You know, we, uh, we're we fortunate. we got a real close staff. Um, everybody's real close. We, you know, we talk quite a bit. Uh, we got to have a couple of Zoom meetings with the staff. Um, obviously, you know, we we hated to miss out on that valuable offseason and, and the training time, especially with some of the young kids that started for us this year. You know, we kind of missed that time with uh, their sophomores this year, so you missed half your freshman year. Um, trying to learn and grow and get stronger and all that. Um, So that part kind of hurt, but we were able to do the Zoom position meetings uh, once a week, got to meet with our kids, uh, you know, watch some video with them, you know, talk to them about whatever, whatever's going on in their lives, life. And, um, you know, that was a great opportunity to be able to stay connected with them during this time. Uh, You know, like you said, you you thought it was going to be a week or two and then all of a sudden you got to scramble for, plan for three months four months trying to figure out okay here's what we're going to do here's how we got to stay on these kids and make sure that that they're doing virtual workouts or that they're staying out of trouble or that you know they're okay they're getting the schoolwork done and things like that
0: And then, just from a personal standpoint you know how did your faith guide you through that
1: i think you know you just you just kind of had to had to lean on them to know that you know regardless whatever's going on during this uh on this world you know that it's not a surprise to him. You know, he, it, it wasn't like COVID happened. And he's like, Oh man, what are we going to do? Right. You know, he, he knew this was going to happen and, and, you know, everything's going to work for his glory and his goodness. So I think it, uh, you know, as, as bad as it was and as bad as it's still affecting people, I think to an extent, to a certain way, it's, it's kind of a, uh, kind of a blessing in some ways, you know, that, that we did have to kind of, hold up you know let, let's think a bit a little bit let's reevaluate our priorities um let's figure out what we can do now how we can do different and then uh you know it didn't allow us to get comfortable we had to be uncomfortable being un or uncomfortable being or comfortable being uncomfortable and uh so I think that kind of helped us in that way
0: yeah and you talk about um zoom and and also god using Using it for His glory, right? Because that's that's the ultimate goal, and and I want to be careful how I bring this up because I know there's people that are listening that experienced some some dark times during COVID and potentially lost a family member or friend. So I'll be very sensitive yeah. when I say that I believe that you know God has used it for some good, right? And one of the things you know you and I. Are part of, and you're part of our leadership team. You know, I rely on you a lot with all-in sports outreach. And you know, we saw the first couple of weeks in March when it started. I mean, there's like eight to ten Zoom eight eight to ten hours of Zoom football clinics a day happening. You see it on Twitter. Um, and so I remember you and I just throwing out this idea that, hey, man, what if we put a Zoom link on Twitter, invite some coaches for you know, like a virtual fellowship, you know, we had no clue, you know, we're going to do this thing for a couple of weeks, um, share a devotional, pray for one another. And here we are almost a year later, we're still meeting, you know, and so talk about um, that group um, and, and the impact that how it has on you personally, but how you've seen God use that group among the coaching fraternity because it's you know it's coaches from any given night seven or eight different states
1: yeah you know I can't say enough about that group you know uh everybody who you know is still joining today that has joined in the past uh maybe we hadn't seen in a while you know just really thankful for each and every one of them you know they're all great people and it's just awesome to see so many people in our profession that are uh have the the same purpose and the same focus as us you know that they're they're driven by the same passion same purpose um you know it's it's a group that has been very transparent and very compassionate um and again just seeing how some of them have maybe had kind of walked away from the faith or maybe didn't know you know didn't know god at all just seeing the way that they have wanted to uh get to know him more or uh spend time with him or just come to a to a place that's comfortable you know it's a place that's accepting and Uh, things like that for myself you know it's just awesome just you know it it helps me to reevaluate what's important you know sometimes especially during the weekend you're oh man this is my time I get to do this and this and this and uh so it really kind of helps me hey I got this at this time uh helps me reevaluate that priority and just helps me to lean on him more you know it's awesome getting to to, get to see everybody that you know if if it wasn't for technology who knows how often we'd Get to see each other, you know, and so getting to be able to be face to face, even if it's behind a computer screen, uh, you know, twenty seven hours away, is awesome. You know, getting to connect with people that you you just, you wouldn't have known other than other than doing this. So it's been really good just getting to build relationships with people.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think the relationship aspect is is huge because, I mean you and i knew each other prior there's a handful of folks i think i knew before but you know most of the people um you know we didn't know each other and to see that that bond and how you know when when jesus is the center how he can bring people from all over cuz i guarantee you we don't agree on we don't all agree on everything we probably don't um like the same music we probably you know we don't vote the same but none of that ever you know, was was an issue, you know, because mm-hmm. everything was, was, was centered around Jesus. And it's just I mean, it's just to me, it's a, you know, I was thinking about it <clears throat> this last weekend and, and just thinking through, you know, here we are almost a year later, you know, what what is it going to look like? And, and I, the, the only thing that kept just coming to my mind is it's a beautiful picture of how I think God designed the church big C you know there's people from different races hmm. ages states time zones political spectrums yep. socioeconomic and it's just all centered around Jesus we're not you know we're not caught up in the little things and so yeah it's it's, it's huge for me as well i mean i echo the same thing relationships is huge um i love you know this there's several different group texts off of that group, you know, throughout the week. And, yeah. um, and you know, and you know, there's a couple that, you know, you get a text or not and said, Hey, just praying for you today. Well, that means a lot too, that it's somebody that we haven't met face to face physically and that is praying for you. Yeah, there's power in that. So yeah, that's good awesome. stuff. So back to a little bit of football. So COVID obviously impacted football, right? So, You know, all summer there's going to be a season, there's not going to be a season, there's going to be a season, there's not going to be a season. Well, y'all ended up starting on time, um, 4A and below in Texas started on time. But y'all did have to miss a couple games, uh, you know, due to COVID. So talk about, you know, kind of walking or leading, I mean, their 15-, 16-, 17-year-old kids through that. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of the
1: biggest thing is we tell them control what you can control. You know, we can't control um, what happens outside of, you know, our spectrum, what happens outside of our building. You know, we can't control, not doctor, scientists, all that. We can't control that COVID happened. We control how we respond to it. Now that's kind of our biggest thing is, you know, um, you know, respond in the correct way. We talk to them about being grateful. Um, you know, we missed one game due to another team having to cancel and you know we we tried to scramble and find games and, and find people i mean all over the state and you, you know again it's COVID. there's so much so much craziness and so many game cancellations and we weren't able to find one and then it turned around that next week we had to cancel one because of uh because of issues with us and uh so again it was just kind of you know control what you can control and we didn't know whether we can get to play in the first place so we were really grateful um you know, we'd have been grateful for any, any opportunity we were given. Um, we're extremely grateful that we got the opportunity to play a full season minus, minus those two games. Um, but that was kind of our biggest message, just, you know, control what we can control, respond the right way, and just be grateful that, you know, we get the opportunity because there's a lot of people that didn't.
0: Very true. Very good perspective. There are states that would love to have played a football game. Um, And here we are in Texas and, you know, for the most part, it went very well. Um, So a difficult one for you, though. I mean, the 2019 season saw Lampasas go almost to the championship. I mean, y'all get so close. And so expectations are high coming into 2020 and, you know, not to mention all the COVID stuff, but – you know, y'all are poised to make a run. Nobody wants to play y'all, quite frankly. Um, and you get in the playoffs and it's an early exit. Didn't go the way y'all drew it up. So talk about um, talk about that. And specifically, you know, how did you lean on your faith during that time? Because it is, it's a huge loss. You know, you have all these expectations and, and you know, and y'all were very early exit and, You know, and then how would you lean on your faith, but also how did you see God use that or work through that?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's a a difficult one. Um, Obviously, you know, last year, um, you know, it didn't end where we wanted to end. You know, we lost in the state semis uh, to a good Carthage team. You know, they scored with 13 seconds left, and then, you know, our pass got knocked down the end zone with no time left. So that was – that was real difficult. We, you know, we, our kids and, and, you know, us as coaches, we knew the pain and, and we got to work. Um, we knew what we had coming back. Um, you know, things like that, you know, we, we just preach, hey, no outside noise, you know, we don't listen to all the, um, all the things to go on. So, you know, we really had to exercise that, Hey, it's, it's about us. It's about us. We're not worrying about what everybody's saying. Um, you know, everybody on the outside is telling you how good you are and all the projections mm-hmm. and predictions. And and so we just kind of had to constantly be on that, Hey, it's about us. We're not worrying about this. Uh, you know, what matters is the people in this room. Uh, we knew we'd get everybody's best, which we did, you know, you see that number two by your name for all season long. Um, and then of course, you know, Dave Campbell's has you projected to play in the state championship. Um, everyone wants to knock you off and, and that, that loss in the second round just wasn't our night. Um, you know, they they made the plays that they needed to make, and we didn't, and, uh, you know, obviously we're disappointed, but we were extremely grateful to have the opportunity to play, you know, and, and I think when you look back, you don't you don't want to tell you like moral victories, but it was, you know, it, it was great to be able to play and, and be able to say that, hey, we got to do this instead of mm-hmm. not getting to play at all. Like you said, there's still teams not playing. Um, you know, we, we had to lean on God a lot. Uh, this season, I think it it kind of magnified in that way. You know, we had to we had to uh, lean on him for our health. You know, we had to, we knew that teams that stayed healthy obviously are, are going to do better. But not even so much with that; it's more of the whole COVID aspect. You know, you don't know how COVID was going to affect one of your one of your players, one of your staff members, one of their family members. You know, you just kind of didn't know. So you kind of had to really lean on. There's a lot of uncertainty to kind of rely on God in that area. Um obviously the lessons, you know, you, there's so many lessons that COVID brought. And then obviously you you, you know, you start out as a top dog and then uh you know get get knocked off early. There's a lot of lessons that you can learn. Uh so I think we kind of had to lean on it for that too is okay like why is this happening? What what are we needing to learn from this? Um you know it can't be a mope around thing. It's got to be a okay now what? Like what can we learn? Um and then just you know just trying to figure out what he was teaching us uh but i think as far as uh as the last one is, is seeing him do it is just uh we saw that he provided us a way you know they, they found a way to allow us to pour into our kids and, and again go back to there's a lot of people that aren't getting to pour into their kids right now you know uh i talked to talked to alex the other day who said they're they're still all virtual you know and and so not get to see your kids things like that at least we have the opportunity to to pour in mm. our kid. So I think uh just seeing him work in that way um, you know using the time that we do get to to grow those relationships and to you know mold these guys into young men
0: was was awesome. That's good. Yeah. I mean there yeah, there's there's several um, states that like I, like we said earlier, their coaches would love the opportunity to play and lose a game like that just because they meant they were playing. So that that's a good perspective. Um, and you know, many of the listeners are like yourself, or coaches. Um, so what advice would you offer that coach that's listening that understands the platform they have? They are a follower of Christ, but really, they want to use the platform that they have through coaching be a little more bold in their faith so what would you say to that coach that is wanting to kind of take take turn it up a little bit yeah
1: yeah I'm uh I'm speaking myself when I say all this but uh you know just just be real be you be authentic um you know kids will see right through that uh talk about one of my one of my favorite quotes is you know be a thermostat and not a thermometer you know don't be influenced by what's going on around you uh you got a you know regulator control that environment um you know we talk about uh be a coffee bean you know respond don't react to the situations you know there's there's things that kids are going to do or situations that happen and you know just focus on responding instead of instead of that split instinct reaction um talk about leading which you know stands for love effort attitude and discipline you know you got to love uh, love has to be the motivation behind what you're doing. Uh, you know, give great effort in all areas, have a positive attitude and then, you know, be disciplined in all areas. And then obviously instill that discipline because, uh, you know, whether you know it or not, kids want to be disciplined. Um, and yeah, I think it's important. Um, and then, you know, as far as learning and stuff, seek, seek a mentor, you know, learn and grow, um, as much as you can, you know, I'm, I'm big on, uh, just personally, you know, football and outside of football, whatever, uh, about personal growth, you know, and, uh, things like that. So I just, I just think that, uh, you know, learners are leaders. So doing those things I think will really help you out.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. I like that. I was, I was writing some of that, some of that down. Um, so you mentioned you're big on personal growth. I didn't give you this one ahead of time, but just, I'm going to ask you, um, this question, you, you are real big on personal growth. You you read a lot, you take a lot of notes. What is one book that you've read since last March that's really impacted you and your growth?
1: I'm gonna to have to go with one I reread during that time. There you uh, go. Lead for God's sake, you know. Yep. Uh, that's one that I think that I mean, doesn't matter what where you're at, you know, you can reread that thing five hundred times and you're gonna get something out of it every single time you know and um another good one i just got through reading last month is the carpenter i recommend that one by john gordon uh talking about loving and serving and caring you know and that one right there you know that's a convicting one so
0: it's funny that you mentioned lead for god's sake i've been asked that question probably five or six times in the last two months there's one book that you could recommend that you've recently read what would it be and without hesitation, that is the book because whether you're in coaching business, it doesn't matter. That book's for everybody. Um, and I'll have to mm-hmm. give a little shout out to Jared Hunt, AD at Academy, um, for turning wow. me on to the book. When he was on the podcast, he mentioned the book and, you know, and then actually over COVID because of social media, we're actually able to have the, the author on Todd Gongward. And so, you know, just hearing the story, just incredible man of faith as well. And so, yeah, I, I second that. Um, I was thinking that was that's what you were going to say because I remember you telling me you you reread it. And and I'll just say, I mean, without telling the whole story of the book, but you know, there's a lot of great faith lessons in that book. On, um, yeah. I tell people if you want to know how to serve like Jesus, number one, you study Jesus's life. You know, you look at his his life and ministry. And then, secondly, um, this is a great book that gives you a practical answers to how to serve, love, and serve like Jesus. That, that that's good stuff. What about a favorite? Maybe a scripture that God has used in your life since March?
1: Yeah, uh, obviously. You know, last time I was on here, I talked about talked about my favorite verse. Uh, you know, is Matthew Matthew twenty eight eighteen eighteen through twenty. It's a great commission. Uh, kind of the part of that is, you know, is he has been given all authority over heaven and earth, not just over heaven, not just over. Earth. He's been given all authority over both. Uh, but but lately, kind of the one that's been speaking to me the past uh, pretty month, month and a half. So is uh, Galatians six one through ten, uh, and I'm not going to read it all, but I'll hit the key points. You know, it's not about harvesting what you plant. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, verse one talks about gently and humbly. You know, those being the two two key things is gently and humbly helping others back on the path you know not breaking them or forcing them or you know beating them over the head but gently and humbly um doing that you know verse two talks about sharing each other's burdens you know um it's important to be be compassionate with the people so you know be happy with those happy and, and be sad with those that are sad uh seven and eight is where it really talks about you know harvesting what you plant You know which harvest do you want uh do you want do you you know you want the the fruitful one or do you want the one that leads to destruction and then uh verse 10 i think it's a big one too it talks about uh doing good to everyone you know not just those that look like you look like you think like you you know or from where you're from who work with you etc you know it's it's doing good to everyone it's you know putting your head down and going to work and uh that's kind of one that i've uh you know, I read probably a month, month and a half ago, and, and I've read it multiple times since then. It's just kind of sticking out. And
0: You have know, talked about that passage with several people in the last four or five months, especially Galatians 6, 9, too, verse 9. Don't grow weary in doing good, for in due time to reap the harvest. And many people right now feel beat down, feel weary um, in doing good because of just everything that's going, not just COVID, but just the political season we're still in. Um, just so much going on in the world, the, the, you know, earlier last summer, the racial injustice issues um, that yeah. still are lingering, you know, so people just feel beat down. And so that's just an incredible passage. Um, and that's what I
1: like. like. You said, there's so many things going on, you know, it's, it's, you know, block out the outside noise, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of, like I said, it's, it's, put your head down and go to work, you know, don't grow tired of doing what's good. Just put your head down go to work, focus on that. And, and that harvest is going to come, you know, if you're too focused on the other stuff, you know, then you're going to reap, you're going to reap that harvest. So it just kind of depends on which one you want to reap,
0: reap. Yeah. And I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but I think sometimes we focus too much on the harvest, the end result mm-hmm. and not the planting, the watering, the, the, the pruning, the weeding, you know, that it takes to get that harvest. You know, we're so focused on the end result and not, you know, what does God have me here for today? This moment, you know, yeah. Yeah. just pour Focus. a little water. Yeah. You know? Um, So yeah, that's, that's good. So close it out with this. Um, you know, the last question cause you listen to all these um, just from a practical sense though. Um, you know, two words in our name, all in, no secret what it means, especially in sports. I mean, I say this all the time. So listeners probably get tired of me saying it, but it's, it's everywhere. T-shirts, wristbands, everything, chin straps, Look at Clemson seen in locker rooms, but it's also all of the new Testament. You know, Jesus, it's very clear that if you're going to be a follower of his, it's, it's all in it's, it's not, one foot in, one foot out. So just kind of give us a glimpse on a practical sense of Logan on a day-to-day basis. What does that look like for you? Uh,
1: I mean, I think it's, it's kind of being committed, not interested, you know,
0: Ooh, um, committed, not interested.
1: It, is fully commit to the task at hand, uh, you know, do the, do the common things in an uncommon way, you know, do everything that you do the best to your ability, uh, you know, talks about, you know, Bible talks about doing whatever you do, work for the Lord, you know, not for man, you know, do everything to the best of your ability, you know, work for him. Uh be your very best at whatever you're gonna do and whatever you're doing. Um you know it's not gonna be perfect, you know, in in my sense. And uh, I think a lot of it is turning to him before you turn to something or someone else. Um not just when he needs something or when something is going uh, and going well, but to share with him your joy and successes. You know, he wants he wants the good, not just not just the bad. when you need something, uh, and I'm probably the worst one at doing this. You know, I'll I'll turn to people or text people if something happens and things like that uh, instead of immediately going to him. Um, or if I'm worried about something, um, but it just goes back to to not just being interested in it. You know, you just got to keep climbing that mountain, keep taking that that step.
0: Yeah, man, I like that. Committed, not interested, because I think a lot of us are just a little more interested than committed. Yeah. You know, that's good. That's good stuff. And you know, um, I think we've, we've learned a lot about that. uh, What it means to be all in recently, right? I mean, Hmm. everybody's done a lot of soul searching and Um, We're finding out if we're really committed or are we just interested. So that's good stuff. I like it, man. I appreciate you jumping on again. I know, you know, like I said at the beginning, um, you're one of the few that's, that's come on again. And, you know, as I was planning out, you know, podcast, I was just thinking how fun it would be because I knew a lot, I knew um, a lot of change in your life since the last time we talked, Um, job change, got a baby, baby on the way, you know, so many different things. Um, and not to mention, I think our relationship's gotten you know much much closer now as well. So I just thought it'd be you know kind of a fun dialogue to have to catch up. So I appreciate you doing this, and I know oh, I you know enjoy it,
1: man. I appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, it's always a good time. So
0: that's awesome, man. And you know, I'm always uh always cheering for land passes. Oh, yeah. Thank you again to Logan for taking time to join us again. And, Share a little bit of his heart and encourage us. I know he's an encouragement to me almost on a daily basis. So I'm glad you got a, to hear just a glimpse of who he is and, and and the man of God he is, the husband that he is, the dad that he is, and the coach that he is. So thank you again, and thank you for listening. Um, If if there's somebody in your life you know that needs some encouragement, I would ask you and challenge you to forward this to them as it's been encouragement to you that you would pass it on. If you're not a subscriber to our podcast, I'd also ask you to, whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now, just hit the subscribe button. There's well over 160 previous episodes that will encourage you just like this one, and there's many more coming. I'm excited about some of the stories that are coming up soon, so subscribe. We always love to hear from you. Go to our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, type in All In Sports Outreach. You can find out who we are, why we do what we do, opportunities to pray, to serve, to give. Also visit our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Lastly, thank you so much for your encouragement, for your continued prayers and support.